on transforming lives. Amen. David said, when I come into the house of the Lord, I come to worship. But secondly, when I come into the house of the Lord, I come to get a revelation from God concerning what He wants me to do. Amen. So the church of God is a place of revelation. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Rev. Obadiah Swen for today's message. Psalm 27, verse 4, and Romans chapter 8, verses 29. If you have it, say hallelujah. 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 Let's read Psalm chapter 27, verse 4. Let's stand to our feet, please. Hallelujah. At the count of two, we'll all read together. And then after Psalm 27, we'll go to Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. One, two. One thing I desire of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. If you dare say hallelujah. At the count of two. One, two. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time. I pray, Holy Spirit, take complete control. I yield my members unto you, my mind, my heart, my lips. I yield everything unto you, Jesus. Take complete control. Speak to your people. Encourage their hearts. Quicken them. Strengthen them. Lord, change their lives. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. I pray that as we speak your word this morning, your people will believe it. They will act upon it. Lord, I pray for hearing ears understanding hearts, O oh God, and willing wills, in the name of Jesus. I bind every works of the devil, every scheme of darkness, I destroy every contrary thought, every opposing thought to the word of God. I bring you down now in the name of Jesus. I release a ministering angels in this place. I release the power of God in this place. I release the will of God in this place. I release Jesus Christ in this place. Lord, let your word come forth with power and with demonstration. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Um, two weeks ago, we started a series on the church. Um, we, we share with you concerning... Um, the importance of the church, and uh, as uh, as people of God, it is important that we understand uh, um, what God's purpose is for the church, especially because we are called the church. 
we are called the body of Christ. Amen. And I want to encourage you, those of you who uh, uh, um, have not been coming to Bible studies, we started a series um, in Ephesians. Ephesians is a book that teaches primarily about the church. It teaches about the purpose of the church, the attitudes of the church, the character of the church, the will of God in the church, the work, work of God, what God desired. That book was written directly to the church. It was the only, it's the only letter in, 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 among Paul's letter to the, to, to the church that doesn't Write. I mean, he did not write to correct a situation, but he wrote to elevate and, and, and inspire the church concerning the glorious power that God has given it. So I want to encourage you to come. Amen. We started on Wednesday, and I want to encourage you to come. Amen. Don't just be a Sunday morning Christian. Amen. Come to Bible studies. I know most of you are busy, but find time. Rearrange your schedule. Make time for God so that you can grow. Amen. But I want to encourage you. We, 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 we started this series and we're continuing it. Um, we're continuing it this month and um, next month. We'll still be teaching on, on the church. But we want to find out as a body what it is that God is saying about his church. Now, the last time we minister, we share with you that um, from the passage in Psalm 27, and we said that David, uh, um, who was considered a man after God's heart, declared in Psalm 27 that one thing I desire of the Lord, that will I seek after. David said there is one pursuit, one important thing that is so primary for a believer, and that is to seek after to the, the Lord in, in order to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. Amen. So in, in, in essence, David was saying that uh, my desire, my primary focus, the, the thing that caused me to take, the thing that, that wakes me up in the morning is for me to be in the house of God. We share with you, we told you the house of the Lord is the church of God. It's God's people. God call out people. But we also told you that, uh, that um, once you come into the church, the, the, the church of God, you don't just come just for anything. You come for a particular reason. You come to worship. I say come to worship. You see, so many times we feel that when we come to church, we come to meet with other people, we come to interact, or we come because of the pastor, or because somebody called me and invited. No, no, no. The primary reason why you came here this morning is to worship Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, that, that, that's why God, I, I believe through the praise and worship that God was particularly saying to us, He's here. The reason we came is to worship. You see, if I came to worship, so it, it doesn't matter who sit by me. It doesn't matter what, 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 what the music looks like. It doesn't matter what I'm greeted to the door. It doesn't matter what all the sound is going for. If I came to worship, I need to worship. You did not come to meet me. You did not come to meet somebody. You came to worship Jesus Christ. We need to know that. The purpose for coming to church is to worship. It's to worship. It's to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You see, God has been so good to you. I can't understand how some people will not worship God. God has been so good. The mere fact that I'm standing before you this morning tells you that God is a good God. Oh, I woke up this morning. I'm, I'm feeling healthy this morning. Why? Because God gave me health. God gave me bread. God gave me strength. And God did the same thing for you. So when you come to God's house, 
You come to worship. It doesn't matter whether the pastor sounds right. It doesn't matter whether the message is good. You came to worship. Say, I came to worship. I came to worship. And we need to understand that. That's the reason why you come to church. You're not doing anybody a favor by coming to church. You come because you love God and you want to worship Him. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm determined that I, whenever I come into the presence of God, I worship Him. So that's what God was saying to I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Why is it God is saying that He's here? Because we were not worship, somebody will not worship Him as the shoe. And God was saying, look at me. I'm here. I'm the reason why you came. Worship me. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the second thing that, 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 that we find that David said in this particular psalm, he said, uh, One thing I desire of the Lord that would I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty, that's worship, and to inquire in his temple. Amen. David said, when I come into the house of the Lord, I come to worship. But secondly, when I come into the house of the Lord, I come to get a revelation from God concerning what He wants me to do. Amen. So the church of God is a place of revelation. The church of God is a place of revelation. That's why God said in Romans chapter 8 verse 29 that His purpose is foreknowledge. The reason why God created you, the reason why you are saved, the reason why God loves you so much, sent Jesus to die on the cross for you is so that you can be made into the image of Jesus Christ. God loves you so much and He wants you to look like His Son. That's why you come to church it's a place of revelation. A place to understand the mind of God. To understand the purpose of God. To be able to conform our lives into the image of Jesus Christ. Max Licato, a prolific writer, said, he said, God loves you just the way you are. But God refuses to allow you to stay the way you are. Amen. God loves you the way you are. Whether you love Him, you don't love Him, God still loves you. But God refuses to allow you to remain like that. God wants you to change into the image of His Son. He wants you to be transformed, to look like Jesus, to talk like Jesus, to serve like Jesus, to worship like Jesus, to be like Jesus. That's God's purpose for you and for me. Amen. And God revealed it in his church. Oh, hallelujah. 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 God wants you to be like him. Paul said it this way in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. The Bible says that we are looking as it is in the mirror. We are, we are gazing in the mirror. We are looking at our future in the mirror. And as we look at our future in the mirror, God supernaturally causes us to change. To be changed from glory to glory so that we look like Jesus. Oh, what you are today, you will not be like that tomorrow. 
God's plan for you is that nothing will stop him from causing you to change to be like his son. God's plan for you is for you to change to be like his son. Oh, you may not like the temple that you have right now, but don't worry, that temple will change because Jesus, the Bible says, though he was reviled, he did not open his mouth. Why? Because God wants your heart to be like Jesus. So God is changing you. He's working on you. He's, 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 he's forming you and, and changing you and allowing the Word of God to transform your life. God loves you and God wants you to be like, look, to look like His Son. That's God's purpose for you. Aren't you glad that God wants you to look like Jesus? I don't know about you, but that alone makes me excited. That alone makes me happy that God, the King of the universe, wants me to be like Jesus. But you know what the Bible says in, 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 in the book of Ephesians? Ephesians chapter 23, the Bible says that we need to, to be a new, to walk, to walk in newness of life. Why? Because God purposed, you, purposed for you to put on the new man that was created in the image of God. Oh, child of God, God's purpose is for you to look like God. God's purpose is for you to talk like God. God's purpose is for you to function like God. God's purpose is for you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt your thoughts, your emotions, your heart, your walk, your, your conversation, to all be like God. That's His purpose for you. God's purpose is for you to walk in newness of life because the new man was made, created in righteousness and holiness just like God. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, I want to help us this morning to, 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 to find out how can we be transformed into the image of of God's Son. How can we look like Jesus? What are the, the, the factors that, what are the, 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 the things that we can do in order for us to, to look like Jesus, to talk like Jesus, to behave like Jesus? What are some of the things that we can get engaged in so that we can become like Christ? Amen? I want us to talk about it. Now, before, before I, 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 I venture to start to talk about these things, I want to let you know that, that God's original intent, like I said, is to make you like himself. In fact, in, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own what? image, right? And then God said to, to, to us in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, that God wants you to be what? Transformed into the image of his what? Son, right? But in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says, Jesus Christ. Is the brightness of God's glory. The express image of God's person. Amen. So basically what God is saying, I want you to look just like me. You my child, I want you to resemble me. Oh, you didn't get it. I want you to resemble me. I want you to have my characteristics. I want you to have my love. I want you to have my heart. I want you to have my, 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 my emotions. I want you to look like me. That's what God is saying. I want you to be just like me. Hallelujah. You see, God loves you. Some of us, God is happy with us. Others, God is ashamed. But God is working on you. Amen? God is still working on you because what? His purpose is to make you like Jesus. 
And, and God, because He said, you see, the word that is used in Romans chapter 8, verse, verse 29, the word predestined, the word uh, because of God's foreknowledge, He predestined, that means He determined, He, he, he put uh, uh, a focus, He, he planned, he, he, he strategized in order for you to be like Jesus. That word suggests to us that nothing will stop God from making you like Him. You didn't hear me. You see, for some of us, it can take, take longer. For other of us, we yield to God's will and God breaks us and God molds us and we are changed. For some, it takes longer time. But God is determined to make you look like Him. He's determined to make you look like Him. He's not going to give up on you. He's not going to stop believing that you can become like Him. Because you see, the purpose of God is for you to show forth the glory, His glory. And you can't show forth His glory the way you are right now. You have to show forth it by you being like Jesus. So he, His focus is to make you like Jesus. Hallelujah. Now let's look at several character, uh, 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 principles in how we can become like Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one, the Bible tells us, in um, John chapter 15, verse 5. Turn to John chapter 15, verse 5. Jesus is speaking, um, and he's talking to his disciples. He's telling them how they can become like him. In John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and my word abides in him. The same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Verse 7, he says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified because you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. In, in John chapter 8 verse 31, Jesus says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You shall be my disciples indeed. What is he saying? As a Christian, the primary reason of how you can be transformed into the image of Christ, to, be, to look like Christ is to live in his word. Hello? Amen? He said, abide in my word. Amen? Abide in me and let my words abide in you. Amen? So the primary way in which you as a child of God can become like Jesus Christ is to live, is to abide in the word of God. Amen? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen? So the Bible is telling that you need to abide in Jesus Christ. Hello? Amen? Hallelujah. So God is saying that in order for us to be like Jesus, we must abide in the word. Amen? Now, let's look at our word abide. Amen? It's the same word that is used uh, and translated to live. Amen? Um, to live in. So God is saying that He wants you to live in His Word. Amen? It's the same word that is used in Psalm 91 where the Bible says, He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He that lives in God shall live in the, uh, under the secret place, I mean, under the, 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 the shadow of the Almighty. So it's the same word that is used. Now, that word to abide, to live, 
live, if you and I will put it in practical terms, it means you need to live where God's Word is. In His Word. Amen? So basically what the Bible is telling us is that your getting up should be with God's Word. Your laying down should be with God's Word. Your going forth should be with God's Word. Your coming to should be with God's Word. God wants you to live in His Word. Now, let's, let, me, let me make it a little practical. Where you live is where people call to get in contact with you. Amen? Hallelujah. Where you live is where you get up in the morning. Hello? Amen? Where you live is where you go to sleep at night. Amen? And what God is saying, the Word of God should be so important to you that you will get up in the Word and you will lay down in the Word. You will go forth in the Word. When somebody wants to look for you, they will look for you in the Word. Hallelujah. God wants us to be so saturated with this Word that when the devil comes to our doorstep, the devil has to go through the Word to get to us. Isn't that what happened to Jesus? When the devil came to tempt Jesus, what, what happened? He had to go through the Word. Jesus said, it is written. It is written. It is written. Amen? He had to go through the Word and he couldn't overcome Jesus because Jesus used the Word. Hallelujah. We need to abide in the Word. We need to live in the Word. Now, what, what, what does it mean to, to live in the Word? The Bible tells us in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of men, and it is profitable. Say profitable. The Word of God is for your benefit. The Word of God is for your edification. The Word of God is, it was written and it was formulated for your benefit. Every time you go into the Word, it benefits you. Every time you act on the Word, it benefits you. Amen? The Word of God was not given to destroy you. No, 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 no. The Word of God was given to build you up and strengthen you and cause you to be successful. Amen? So the Bible tells us that all Scripture, every one of it, the good, the one that you don't like, the one that you don't read, all of it was given by the inspiration of God, and it is profitable. Every one of it is profitable. Hello? Amen? Now, what, is it, what does it mean? It means that if I may abide, if I will abide in the Word of God, I must trust the authority of the Word. Hello? That means I must believe that the Word of God is what it says it is. It will do what it says it will do. It will perform what it says it will perform. I must believe in the authority of the Word. Amen? God says He's not a man that He should lie, neither the Son of Man that He should change a mind. I should believe it. I should trust it. God says He wants me to be transformed into the image of His Son. I should believe it. I should trust it. I am becoming like Jesus. God says that I will be the head and not the tail. I should believe it. I should trust that it's coming to pass. Amen? God says I'm healed and delivered because of the blood of Jesus. I should believe it. It's the Word. It's the Word. It's the Word. Trust the authority of the Word. Amen? But you see, it's not just sufficient to trust the authority of the Word. Because the Word has authority. Amen? 
It's not, not, not only sufficient, but you, you, you also need to be transformed by the Word. I mean, you see, God's intention is not for you to stay the same. God wants you to change. I mean, the God we serve loves you with an everlasting love. But God doesn't like you the way you are. Hello? He wants you to change. Transform. Amen? So, yeah, so you can't give an excuse every day for your attitude. Oh, you know, I just, I, I was born with a temple. No, 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 no. God wants you to change. Amen? So you can't give an excuse every day because of the way you be. Oh, I'm, I'm so busy. No, no, no. God wants you to change. For He loves you. He will do for you, but He wants you to change. He wants you to change. Amen? So He wants you to be transformed by His Word. Oh, you know, I... I, I love the Lord, and every time I go into the book and read the book, something about the book gets in my, in my, in my spirit, and I, I recognize there are some things in my heart that I need to take out. You see, you can't continue to look in the book. You can't continue to look in the mirror. You can't continue to see the things that God is saying that you are supposed to be like and not change. It's not possible. It's not, you see that, that, that uh, we have ladies here. You ladies, when you stand in the mirror and you see that there is a, 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 a pilot, a, 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 a pilot or, or, or strand coming from your hair, you don't leave that and, and go in the street. No, no. You make sure your hair is proper. You make sure the clothes is proper. You make sure everything is proper. Why? Because you saw something that shouldn't be there. God says, His word is like a mirror. It's a mirror. The Word of God is a mirror. And when we look at it, when we look into it, it shows us the intents of our hearts. It shows us things that, 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 that needs to change in our lives and we need to make the adjustment. It change. Hallelujah. 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 God wants us to change. Say to your neighbor, say, God wants you to change. Say to your other neighbor, say, neighbor, I love you. But God wants you to change. God wants you to look like Jesus. So that you can love me like Jesus. You can serve me like Jesus. You can behave like Jesus. Hallelujah. God wants you to change. Amen. Now you see the, 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 the frustrating part. Even people that are around you want you to change. But the frustrating part about it is that we can't change you. Nobody can change you. No human being can change you. No matter how much I talk to you, no matter how much I encourage you, I cannot change you. It takes the power of God to change you. And God knows that you need to change. So He will change you. Amen? He will change you. Hallelujah. There are some easy ways that God changes you just by speaking. There are some hard ways that God changes you by knocking you down. I'm telling you. God will change you. He will change you. Amen. I'm telling you, God wants you change. God wants you to look like Jesus. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction.
If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Mm -hmm.